a weak trough of low pressure over the northern Gulf will remain in place till late Wednesday night. An abbreviated marine forecast for Chiniac Bay. Today, south winds at 10 knots in the morning, becoming variable less than 10 knots, seas 3 feet. Tonight, variable winds less than 10 knots, seas 3 feet. Wednesday, south winds 10 knots, becoming west 15 knots in the afternoon, seas 3 feet. Wednesday night, west winds at 10 knots, seas 2 feet. For Marmot Bay today, west winds at 15 knots, seas 3 feet. Tonight, west winds 10 knots, increasing to 15 knots after midnight, seas 2 feet. Wednesday, west winds 20 knots, seas 4 feet. And Wednesday night, west winds 20 knots, seas 4 feet. Today is the 24th of March 2020. Sunrise today was at 7.59 a.m. and will set tonight at 8.35 p.m. That gives us a total amount of 12 hours and 36 minutes of daylight. So the sunrise tomorrow will be at 7.56 a.m. We had a total gain of 5 minutes of daylight today, and the record high was 57 degrees in 1963, and the low was 2 degrees in 1935. The Kodiak District Tides, the low today will be at 9 a.m. of 0.67 I guess that already happened four minutes ago. The high will be at 3.07 p.m. of 8.27 feet, and the low tonight will be at 9.13 p.m. of 0.10 feet. Welcome to The Lowdown, KMXT's new daily show dedicated to giving you the up-to-date information we have available on the COVID-19 outbreak and how it's impacting life on Kodiak Island. The Lowdown will focus on the facts as provided to us by local and state officials. During the show, we give you access to local officials and experts on COVID-19 and community actions related to it. If you have questions for our guests, please email them to lowdown at kmxt.org or call KMXT at 486-3181. You can find a list of upcoming guests on our Facebook page or on our website, kmxt.org. Audio from each day's program will be posted on the website. Okay, we're on the air. Thank you. Welcome to another edition of The Lowdown. Uh, in the studio with me today, Maggie Maggie Wall from KMXT News, Sarah Phillips from the Chamber of Commerce, Amy Williams from Discover Kodiak. Uh, We'll begin first with the proclamation that was issued yesterday from uh, the Kodiak Area Emergency Operations Plan. Emergency Service Council hereby orders the following emergency response to preserve life within the communities of Kodiak. Following emergency regulations begin at 10 o'clock on March 24th, remain in effect until April April 1st at 10 o'clock, at which time they'll be reevaluated. Stay at home as much as possible except to work in certain essential service jobs uh, that are listed below. We'll go through a couple of those to buy, sell, or deliver groceries or other important goods, receive or provide health care, or to go out and get some fresh air without contacting others. On limited occasions when individuals leave home, they should maintain social distancing of at least six feet from any person outside their household whenever possible. You're also encouraged to practice recommended hygiene, including regularly washing your hands. 
individuals experience homelessness are exempt from this section. Strongly recommended in accordance with the Center for D Disease Control, certain individuals within the community should take even greater precaution. Anyone particularly at risk from COVID-19 should not reduce should exp reduce their exposure by staying home, not going to work, or not doing shopping if possible. People particularly at risk uh, include those over 60 and uh, individuals with serious underlying medical conditions. Household members of those who are at elevated risk should implement more stringent guidelines as well. Anyone more likely to be contagious with COVID-19 should reduce contact with others even further by not leaving home except to go to the doctor or to go out and get some fresh air. Some businesses and entities serve essential roles that are necessary to combat this public health emergency or provide essential community functions and can't be put on hold while addressing the emergency. These businesses and entities are encouraged to remain open while open. You should comply with social distancing guidelines as much as possible. And uh, the list of organizations that fall within those qualifications are lengthy. We may talk about that a little bit here during our conversation today, but a copy of this emergency operations plan can be found on the emergency services website and also, I believe, on the KMXT news page. So let's begin. Thank you, lady, for taking time out of your days. I know things are probably pretty hectic in your worlds right now, but um, for those who don't know who you are, I know both of you have been in the studio a few few times here and there over the course of the years doing your regular job, but can you introduce yourself to people who may not know who you are and tell you a little bit about what you do? Yeah, thanks so much for having us. You're welcome. Uh, my name is Sarah Phillips. I'm the executive director over at the Kodiak Chamber of Commerce, and our mission over at the chamber is to educate, support, and grow for our community and our business members. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me here. You're welcome. Hi, Amy Williams. I'm the executive director of Discover Kodiak. Um, we are kind of the specialist for everything in the tourism industry to give a spotlight to those businesses that are operating within the tourism world. Yeah. Now, in in a in a world before a, a pandemic, um, what's your normal course of business? I mean, what's your, your function in the community to make us a better community? Well, over at the chamber, our function is to be business advocates. So whether that comes from distributing information, education courses, networking opportunities, just supporting whatever mission that business has and to help them, again, grow. So that educate, support, grow, that is what the chamber does on a daily basis. We put together events, Comfish, Crab Fest, Venture Through Vehicles, Community Cleanup Day, and then we're just always in communication with our membership. So how many how many Kodiak businesses are members of the chamber? Just under 300. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, we've got a really great representation, so we feel like we've got a, a fairly good pulse on the business community. Okay, Amy? Um, I'm like, what was my question? <laughs> <laughs> what are we normally doing? Um, so we are not in a tourism season, as you can see. However, we're about to walk. Uh, we, we would be normally walking into our first hunting season. So we'd start seeing a lot of tourists come to the island for hunting. Um, that is being severely disrupted right now. 
um, what, what we're doing in the office this time of year is the marketing and media of Kodiak Island. We do all the advertising um, on blogs. Um, we're getting into the social media influencers this year, podcasts this year, and we do print media. So this is when we plan out the majority of that stuff. And as we're getting closer to April, we would normally be starting to get ready for our first cruise ship arrival, which should have been on May 5th this year. Okay. Now, for both of you, do you work independently here in Kodiak alone, or are you part of a bigger organization that helps uh, statewide, nationwide? Um, our work is independent, um, but I am part of the Alaska Tourism Industry Association and Destination Management West, which is the like the whole West Coast. So we are a part of different organizations that are bigger than us, but you know, no destination is the same. And so we find that a lot of our stuff has to be extremely tailored to the Kodiak community and how to, when you're marketing um, a destination in Kodiak or in Alaska, like Kodiak, you have to make Kodiak stand out from every other Alaska destination. And Alaska is beautiful. So I just can't put a beautiful picture of Alaska up, you know, and or Kodiak up and have people come it has to be what makes us special so we have a unique tailored approach to doing that yeah right and same with the chamber we are independent here in kodiak but we are a member of some larger organizations like the alaska chamber of commerce and the u.s chamber of commerce now our membership with them i i want to get ahead of this because i know the calls that are going to happen but our membership with them does not condone every policy choice that they make what it does is it gives us a voice within those organizations because just like amy kodiak is special and unique within alaska and especially within the u.s and so we want to make sure that we give our membership a voice at both a, a local state and federal level and so we have representation of fishing communities, a lot of small businesses here, more so than, than so many other communities. So we want to make sure that voice is heard. And so I have been in consistent communication with both the Alaska State Chamber and the U.S. Chamber just yeah, that, to make sure that we're being heard. That's kind of where I was going with the question. First, if, if you're part of a larger organization, do we're getting to emergency planning is kind of where I'm going with the question, which, which is, is there a plan in place before this happened for each of your organizations to deal with an, an emergency of any kind? Um, you know, economically, not necessarily. Um, I, I don't have all the ins and outs. I know that historically we've had a, a lot of plans in place over time, but we grow and change all the time. So we have had to adapt with some uh, new policies. The chamber is, uh, it, the chamber has been open to the public until last week. We did close it to the public last week and we're working in the office. The chamber staff tomorrow um, in response to the emergency services council mandate is we are going to be working from home. We are still working. We are still available. No phone numbers change, anything like that. Our offices are fully transportable, I guess would be a reasonable word, um, to our home. So if you call the 486-5557 number, you'll still get us. If you email us, you'll still get us. Great. That starts tomorrow morning. So life changes a little bit for you tomorrow. Right. 
because you're not in the office. Are you still able to accomplish the regular business that you do from distance-wise? 100%. Everything that we need to do, we can still do. Um, the the biggest change would be um, in-person meetings with our members. Obviously, that needs to change, but we can accommodate and we can do over-the-phone um, meetings and, and anything that they need. Okay. Let's talk specifics a little bit about what you're doing now um, in, in event of the events that are happening. What's changed and what kind of things are you involved with now that will help the community? Well, over at the chamber, um, <laughs> just significant. Um, so we, we've gotten a lot more phone calls about um, – resources at the chamber and so one of the really big ones that we've been sending a lot of information about is the small business administration loans so it's been big news in the federal government that loans are being released to SBA small business administration and Alaska was just made available because of Governor Dunleavy's emergency declaration so all businesses, all small businesses in Alaska, and so Kodiak included, are now eligible to receive loan funds. And all they have to do is go on the website, the SBA website, which is, let me make sure I've got the right information. You know what? I'm going to say go to the Kodiak Chamber of Commerce uh, Facebook page, and we have absolutely every resource. We'll then, put the link up for you, Yeah, too. nobody has to memorize URLs or anything like that. But yeah. the Small Business Administration is doing loans. We field a lot of questions about that loan process. We have a literal step-by-step Well, tell guide. some people. People might be out there right now skeptical or, or questioning, what do I do? I mean, I, I, I'm in a situation where I need some, some money and I need some mm -hmm. help. What's involved? How much money might be available? You know, do we know any details about the program? Yeah, so so we have some general things. Obviously, it's a loan, so you do have to qualify. But a lot of the restrictions have been eased. And so it's much easier for businesses to get loans up to $2 million are what's available per business. Um, you know, each business is going to be different. If you only need 2000 you're not going to get $2 million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we want to make sure we can repay those loans back, right? Um, well, but... there's nowhere to go with the $2 million exactly, anymore. Exactly, exactly. Um, so anyway, like I say, they can go to our Facebook page and, and have all the resources. And we do have a step-by-step -step PowerPoint guide that was given to us from the Small Business Development Center that will help you through any of the shortfalls, any of the trouble, trouble and problematic spots on the application. So is this information linked directly to your chamber Facebook page, or are you sending them there to the SBA? Um, so our Facebook page sends to various places. So specifically for the SBA loans, it will link directly to the SBA loan page. So how many people are on your staff right now, and what, what are they out doing um, to help you respond to the public right now so we have myself the executive director we have jenna lowmaster our community relations director and she is doing so much on our social media outreach she's touching base with our members obviously hours are changing on an hourly basis and services that our businesses can offer are trying changing all the time and so she she is getting all that information out there she is trying to keep up to date she's searching where she can but it's definitely helpful when our membership can call us and say hey this is the update that I have for you or email us uh, we do have a new Facebook page that we've started to help people uh, 
keep in front of all these changes that we have and services available at our changes. That's the Facebook page, Shop, Eat, Explore Kodiak. And so we don't have a huge following right now, but that's got very specific business information on it. Um, it's a lot easier than sifting through friends of Kodiak. And then also don't forget that the Kodiak Daily Mirror has that page. And I, I would think that KMXT might have something too. Maybe. If we don't, I, we may have it pretty soon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I say you have it, then everybody's going to go to it. So you better get it. Right. <laughs> uh, so there's a few places that people can go look for that up-to-date information. Great. Um, now, everybody doesn't have to be a chamber member to be able to use your services, right? Right. That's exactly right. Uh, so especially this um, Shop, Eat, Explore Kodiak page just send us the information, whether you're a Kodiak um, chamber member or not. If your business is, submit the information to us. And absolutely anybody can go to these pages and access the information for free. Um, back in back in the olden days, you know, two weeks ago when we were able to gather, <laughs> <laughs> um, we had business after hours each month and we always welcomed the public to those. Um, so, no, we're, we're a very community anchored organization so the entire community should use these resources um small business administration loans are available to outside the chamber membership you don't have to be a chamber member for that loan um, the small business development center offers free online workshops right now um, so sometimes they they did it for very low fees they've completely removed fees so you can access all of this information just by reaching out to us or going on the chamber facebook page but those are community resources those are not things you have to be a member to have Great. Amy, how about your world? My world. Uh, our world is a little bit different because we have um, one employee that is basically like the face of the visitor center. And so it's kind of hard to get her to work from home because she doesn't really do that. Um, but she is, um, we bought subscriptions actually to Skillshare for all the staff um, at Discover Kodiak. There's only three of us, and um, I've assigned them things to learn. So um, one of my employees is trying to become an expert in Microsoft or Adobe InDesign so we can have more professional-looking uh, printed information. And the other one is taking charge of our social media campaigns um, mm -hmm. so that we can do contests through Instagram and stuff that they're both millennials. I am not. And so <laughs> they're using their skills in that way, <laughs> which has been, which has been great. Yeah. Yeah. But we've been closed. We closed the visitor center. Uh, we were in the office last Monday um, was our last day that we kept the visit actual visitor center open. Um, we found that, you know, people would come in and we, um, you know, we had 10 people at the same time. They're like, hey, we're visiting from Seattle. And we were like, oh, hi, welcome to Kodiak. You know, we kind of thought, oh, is this the smartest idea to be doing to have like a hub of all people off the island open? So what we did is we made uh, tourism information packets to go that were available outside of our door that had like the most common things that people asked for. Um, so you could pick up a visitor's guide and maps and all of our social media contacts and stuff right outside the door so that we didn't have to be there in person great um what are you doing what do you do now i mean what is what is your now focus for where you want to go when you there's so much uncertainty there about what what's happening 
tourism is um, definitely up in the air. There's not a good way to say, hey, this is the impact that this is having on tourism, but I'm trying anyways. We put out a survey yesterday um, that is asking our membership. We have about 150 members to say, you know, how many cancellations you have. Who's your, who's members of, of Discover Kodiak? Um, anyone who is involved in tourism. So Sarah and I have a lot of cross membership. So if you all the float planes, uh, businesses, restaurants, I have fishing charters, um, you know, like our sport fishing charters, uh, museums, and anything that is solely tourist force uh, right. based. But it doesn't have to be like Henry's is a member of both of us. Obviously it's affected by tourism, but uh, you know, it's right. a member with the chamber <laughs> as well. So there's some crossover. Um, but we've asked these people like how many bookings have been canceled? How does your 2019 compare to your 2020 uh, early results this morning? I have just over 20 businesses that have answered about 40% of them said that they were um, over 30% uh less bookings um and at the next question i followed that up with is what does that look like for your revenue for the year and then i asked about are you going to have to lay off employees and then specifically ask full-time or seasonal i had 11 full-time employees and six seasonal employees just from those businesses that had answered that they said that they were not going to use this season so that's early, and so I don't have any statistically significant answers to give you, but hopefully in the next few days we'll get some more replies back with that just to kind of gauge what the impact is going to be. Um, our businesses are kind of helpless. It's not like we can advertise more or spend more money or wave our hands you know, wider, faster, and get people here. If people aren't allowed to come or they have to quarantine when they get here, you know, that's out of our control. So the best thing that we can do is work on our businesses themselves, make our websites better, get a social media presence, decide who you want your target audience to be and go after it in the appropriate way, um, and create the continue to create the story of Kodiak and how wonderful we truly are. Like I mentioned earlier, we have to stand out as a destination amongst beautiful Alaska destinations. So that's always something that we can work on. Right. Uh, so I have a question here is, um... What do we do for folks here? There was a question about your adjust your the attitude contest altitude contest mm -hmm. that you had last year, and that it created such a positive buzz around town about people climbing pipe pictures peaks and taking their pictures and and do we do that kind of thing Heck here to yeah, get people? We do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're fully on for adjust your altitude 2020. This year, I've actually partnered with Island Trails Network. Um, they're partnering with us and they have um, agreed to help us out with a lot of different things with marking the trails and clearing the trails. Uh, if you climbed up Barometer last summer all, you'll know if that clearing out of that initial part will be most welcome. Um, <laughs> and just marking and letting people know where to go. Um, I think you can still climb mountains and have a respectful social distance. I have been up Kashaviroff and Barometer within the last week and I saw almost no one. Um, I mean, it's, it's empty out there. Of course. It was deep. It's, Snow was well, deep. Well, yeah, it's maybe not the uh, safest thing to do, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was fantastic. Um, yeah, so all that stuff is still on and we're hoping, um, to be able to do that and be just successful as successful this year as last with that. I mean, guess the question is, are we going to have to turn a little bit internally more? Uh, if we're all here... <coughs> Do we each discover Kodiak on our own? Well, that was the goal of the gesture altitude last year. 
<laughs> as well. Me. You'll be happy to know that he's coughing away from us. Um, uh, yes, yeah. thank you. It's a regular, it's a regular <laughs> cough. I have no sniffles and no temperature. <laughs> um, yes, uh, that was the goal last year is to get folks out and discover Kodiak um, just as people have been born and raised here who have never seen some of those summits. So we had a lot of people come to the visitor center and just thank us for the, you know, the incentive to get out and do different things. Um, it's not for everyone because um, some of them are very challenging, but this year we're adding a, um, a more family friendly really? list of things to do. Sure. Because um, if your kids are small enough, you can get them in a backpack and if they're big enough, they can walk on their own. But there's that whole category of folks with children who um, they're too big to carry and too small to climb on their own. So we're trying to appeal to them a little bit, too. So making it a little more family friendly. Well, it's, if everybody if the outdoors is our greatest asset right now, you know, there sure seems like a wealth of opportunity out there to go out and do something fun. I agree. Um Besides going to your Facebook page and to your, your websites and the links that are available to you, how can we help local businesses in town right now? Well, that's a really fantastic question that I don't have all the answers to yet. Yeah, we're still putting it together, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I I did receive information that uh, we the city and the borough are creating a Kodiak Economic Task Force Committee that the chamber is going to be a part of. So just like Amy did um, her survey, the chamber has sent out a less tourism specific survey to target what our business needs are right now and how the chamber can help and how the city and the borough can help and what do we need to do for outreach. So right now, like I mentioned earlier, I, I've been reaching out to our local state and federal legislature to make sure that we're covered uh, in the ways that we need to be. And so the big part was loans, making sure that we do have loans available. One of the things that isn't happening right now is f for those more business centric people listening in right now, um, 501C6s. I that's you guys. To, yes. Yeah. So that's the chamber. That's a lot of nonprofit organizations right. here in town are not actually eligible to receive the loans through the SBA. And so if those organizations are suffering, they don't have any reprieve. And so we have been working to reach out to our legislature to make sure, hey, don't forget us. We're really important. We need funding, too. We need the opportunity to get loans if that's what the organization needs. Um, that's we'll, we'll see if that happens, but that's a big thing that people can do right now is they can reach out to their representatives, especially on the federal level to start. That's where it's happening right now to say, hey, please make sure that all organizations, the 501c3s and the 501c6s are all involved in loan options because we have our small business covered let's make sure we take care of our nonprofits next well you probably read the mirror yesterday and the story about the the movie theater yeah um so i have a question here from somebody that says what's the value and impact of donating to small businesses impacted by the hunker down order through fundraising websites like kickstarter and indigo is it a beneficial practice for the community right now uh, should we be wary of donating on sites like that uh, f f for businesses that are not an employee owner of uh, 
and the potential for fraud. I mean, um, so that's kind of a, a lot of a lot in one question. Yeah, that's but... a lot. I um, gave fifty dollars to the Orpheum Theater yesterday without hesitation because we know those people. Yeah. We know who set it up, and we know where the money is going. That's... Right. So it's different if it's um, a business that it like if you were giving to Walmart or Safeway. Like, where's that money going to end up? In the Orpheum's case, I feel like that's going to end up with Rusty. Yeah. Um, so. Absolutely. Um, I I think that is a beautiful example of the community saying, hey, this is a business that we really value and like let us help you pay your rent. Um, and so while if we were getting into a bigger community or different businesses where we didn't know the owners and a situation like that, I would be worried about fraud. GoFundMe does take a 10% um, fee. And so mm -hmm. if, on that social media post that the uh, Daily Mirror put out yesterday, someone said, hey, maybe you could just set up a checking account where we could just go give the money to the bank directly. And so that would save that fee. But as I'm sitting home with my feet up on my couch in my sock monkey pajamas, it's really easy, right? Thank you for that visual. <laughs> it's really easy. You are, you are the perfect target audience. But... People should know. Amy came today dressed for work. She is not currently yeah, I... in her pajamas. She's looking great. Oh, man. Opportunity missed. That's why I love radio. You know? That could be a total lie. Um. But it's really easy just to pull out your credit card, get a t you know a receipt. You can track that money and watch where it goes, and then you can see the tally, you know. And I think I looked at it last night before I went to bed, and it was at one thousand eight hundred and ninety dollars. I did not look again this morning, but I think that's that's a good show of you know just community support. If you don't feel comfortable with that. Uh, Jerry or Rusty are not hard to get a hold of in the community. Oh, no. So you can just go um, ask them what you can do. Um, I actually reached out to offer to help them through Discover Kodiak. I have not heard back from them yet, just as far as them being able to sell, you know, like advanced ticket sales online and mm -hmm. stuff. And I hope they choose to do that. But I, I haven't heard back yet. So there are ways. Um, and focusing on businesses that aren't just the movie theater, so many of our businesses have the opportunity to buy gift certificates online. Yeah, that's so a great idea. That, yeah. yeah. So if you're not, if you're wary of the security of a GoFundMe page and not sure that the funds are going to get there, which again, like Amy says, we live in a wonderful community that if you know the people that are setting up the page and things like that, I, I think you should have some confidence in, in that being legitimate. Um, but if, if that still isn't enough, go online, find the websites, purchase gift certificates, um, pre-register for courses and offerings. I know that the Islander Bookshop does workshops. You know, register for one of those workshops. Pay for that. Let that money be available to them now while you enjoy the service later. Because if we don't support our businesses now, we won't have the opportunity to later. Well, there was a question we got in from a, a listener who wanted to talk to you to talk a little bit about Business bingo for one, and the yeah. the Java Flats program of buying gift certificates for other businesses. I mean, this list of businesses that are essential services um, doesn't seem to exclude a lot of people, but there's right. a lot of businesses that are impacted. I mean, of the percentage of the people that are in members of the chamber, how many of them do you think are shut down right now? Oh, gosh, you know, an exact percent, uh, 
even a general even like twenty percent, fifty percent. I would say fifty percent is probably fairly reasonable. We do have um we have members off the island too to consider, and so um it, it's really. <laughs> That's a tough one, but 50% is probably safe that we have members being heavily, heavily impacted by this. Um, so, yes, we were trying to encourage supporting businesses in whatever way they can. And I, I got goosebumps just thinking about all the different ways that our businesses have adapted and made services available in new and different ways. So what are they doing? What are they doing now to change how they're operating so that they can still, you know, maybe have some income and maybe have some employees while this is going right. on? Right. So I think the a big change has happened with our restaurants. So many of them are offering to-go services. Uh, that does fluctuate constantly. And so, like I say, refer back to those Facebook pages for up-to-date information, but we have so many of them that are offering, you know, call ahead and pick up your order at the door. Uh, my husband and I have been doing it almost every night because we feel like it is so important to support these businesses because, you know, if you're if you're concerned about going to the grocery store or anything like that, there's, there's not a lot of people that are taking advantage of these to-go options at our restaurants. So do that because that's then you don't even have to worry about going to the grocery store. You've got a meal already. I mean, I so like this. Which ones of them are still? Which ones are still open? Um, you know, like I say, this, oh, you this don't fluctuates yeah. so much. But I, I've heard um, from the chart room, Noodles, Henry's, Aquamarine, um, Powerhouse. They have all, and I apologize if I'm missing someone, um, but they have all at least stated that they have intentions to be open. Now, whether they are today, I don't know for sure. Monk's Rock was another one that just occurred to me. Rendezvous just completely closed. Yeah. Java Flats, I think, is still operating. They are I still think operating. that Flyby is. Um, so there's there's a lot of them. It's constantly changing. Um, and I'm definitely most aware of the businesses that are members with us, the other ones, I, I don't necessarily have all the information. Um, but that's just our restaurants alone. Um, we still have uh, places like Sutliff's. They called me today to let me know, hey, we're, we're still open. You know, if you're stuck in your house, maybe you want to do a home project. <laughs> um, and so they, they are offering limited hours starting on Thursday. They're going to be open from 9 to 4, but they are still available. They're still so operating. You mentioned that before we walked in, that there are a lot of businesses that are still going to stay open under the emergency exceptions and right. and but they're limiting hours exactly they're limiting hours limiting contact you know they want to keep their employees safe and they don't want to cause any problems but again these are services that we do feel are necessary to have open in kodiak midtown auto has been one of them that has taken extra steps to sanitize everything. They offer Dropbox for your keys so that you literally don't come in contact with anyone during the whole process of getting your car maintained and yeah. fixed. Um, so, yeah, we just have a ton of businesses. I, Amy, yeah, I'm, like, I'm raising my hand on the radio. Um, <laughs> so one of, the, one of the ways that our businesses have been very successful in their adaptation is going online when they weren't online before yes. uh the islander bookshop i don't know how she did it but within uh we had a meeting not this last friday but the friday before we got together a bunch of this um small business community um owners um 
so I should backtrack just a yes. second. The Kodiak Chamber of Commerce has a small business committee. Um, I'm actually the chair of that small business committee. <laughs> and so we kind of, um, to confuse Sarah and I even more, um, <laughs> um, but we, <laughs> it happens. So uh, we got these folks together and a lot of questions were asked, what can we do? And our number one recommendation was in the event, and, and back then it seems so ridiculous Isn't to say. Funny? Back then, a whole week I ago. I know, right. <laughs> but we had talked about in case, you know, a quarantine of some sort happens and people were like, meh, that's not going to happen. And, you know, here we are at 10 o'clock tonight. But to get your businesses online. So two notable, um, like, star cases in this that you can go look at. The Islander Bookshop, uh, you can access their whole inventory of books online. And Grand Slam Toys and Games uh, is getting more and more stuff online every day. Mm -hmm. Another way that they adapt is they were offering free delivery. So are you folks, like, helping them do that? No. No. Um, no, that, we're giving the resources. Yes. I, and, and, and that's that's all we can do because right. No, we, I mean, we you're can't. spread pretty thin. But, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, so we give the resources, which I want to make sure we say, if you're a business looking to get online, the Small Business Development Center, again, offering free courses about things yes. just like that. Okay. So the and there's a lot of expertise in the community where business owners who have done it successfully have offered to help other business owners, and that's one of the goals of the small business. So are you? Is that one? So do you help link people Um, who need information? We have a mentor program. If you're a new business and you're looking for someone who has weathered all the previous Kodiak storms, um, and you would like help from them, we have people who have volunteered to mentor new businesses, and that's been very successful. Um, and so with their help and with the resources that the Chamber of Commerce is and offering. the Small Business Development Center has specific representatives that will do market research studies for businesses, um, new or established. The Small Business Development Center will help businesses for free. For free. For free. Yes. And they've been to the island to give free yes. courses. And the Chamber is setting up a kiosk uh, in their office space that you can come see as soon as we are. Done Which please please pay your chamber dues so that we can purchase the uh, cubicle kiosk. for that kiosk. <laughs> we have the kiosk. We just need the cubicle. So yeah, please got, help us. We only got one wall so far. <laughs> uh, pretty funny. Hey, uh, the, I, the question that just came in is kind of goes in conjunction with this question we had about the gift certificate. The Java Flats apparently opened a. A program yesterday where they're going to be buying gift certificates from local give businesses and giving them out to customers as they came for stuff. Uh, and a listener commented he's buying gift certificates and spending cash whenever businesses are open for recovery. I mean, I'm not sure if that means there's if he's saying cash versus credit cards or whether he's saying specifically he's spending cash. Um, what can we do beyond Java Flats? What can we collectively do for the businesses that are open to help the, themselves and to help businesses that are closed? Buy local. Yep, buy 100%. local. 100%. Please, buy please local. turn off Amazon right now. This is one of those softball, <laughs> softball questions. <laughs> um, we always have a buy local campaign going on. The chamber is always... Uh, letting people know how important their buying decisions are. We expand that to our Coast Guard community, letting them know that their purchasing power here on the island is tremendous. Please be aware of the impact that you make on the community that you're in. 
And um, we can say that because we're Coast Guard uh, families. Yes, we are. <laughs> so I don't, I don't feel like guilty in saying these things. Um, you know, it does. It makes uh, – I don't think that you – that's not something that you really think about because we're so focused on how can I get the best deal? How can I save the most money? How can I make my paycheck go the farthest? And then and the next sentence is, man, I, you know, I, I don't shop in town because they don't have the variety. Well, they can't have the variety because you're not shopping in town. So it's a circle of life here with small business. And so we always are encouraging people to purchase what they can in town and support the small business now more than exactly. ever. Yeah, the, that's the biggest message. Get gift cards, purchase cash if they're open and, and you're financially able to do so. Please contribute. Buy things from them. Gift cards are basically a donation to a business because you're you're asking, you're you're giving them money up front that you don't have to spend right then. So when you're buying these gift cards, just hold off on spending maybe until things have equalized a little bit. And so those gift cards are huge right now. And almost every business in town has the capability to purchase those via their website if they don't just call them just call them I'm, I'm certain they will find a way and businesses if you're listening and you don't have that way reach out to the chamber we'll get you away so this economic development council that's starting that you you're just starting up as part of the is it this the a borough group so it's both the city and the borough. I, I have very little information. My first meeting on this um, with my other uh, chairs for that committee starts in about 40 minutes. Okay. <laughs> so so you have to come back next week yeah, and tell us so, more. So I'll have a lot more information then. But um, yes, both Mayor uh, Bill Roberts and Mayor Pat Branson decided to create this committee and... Um, is this in response to the disaster? Yes, yeah. it is. It's called... I, I believe right now it's called the Kodiak Economic Task Force. Um, and so that committee's job will be understanding the economic impacts that have happened in Kodiak. And so those surveys that both Amy and I have going around, please fill them out, whether you're a nonprofit organization, a for-profit organization, a business, any entity, please make sure you complete those surveys because that's information that that committee will use to help rebuild what we can and see where the issues are okay yeah those answers actually allow us to better advocate for kodiak business exactly Large, small everywhere in between so those answers are what we need to be able to go to the government and say hey these are the issues that we're finding so yes local state federal those those questions are so so important to complete okay it's kind of early in the process here but you said now the first hunting season's uh, upon us and a lot of people are already pre-planning what their summer plans are i mean what are you hearing from the local travel in tourism industry about how they're responding how are people uh, how are people preparing or or making different plans for what they normally do well the um biggest immediate impact that the tourism industry is seeing is the cancellation of all of our cruise ships in may um, and then we also had a cancellation on the other side. What happens with cruise ships is that cruise ships come through Kodiak when they're repositioning either to the Asian market or back from the Asian market. So in May, we're getting ships coming from the Asian market over to the Alaska market. Those are, are all canceled. And then we have cruise lines that have already decided to not go back to Asia, so they're canceling in the fall. So we're seeing a big hit on those. Uh, we're down to 13 ships 
um, right now that are scheduled. But I don't want to go too far into the weeds, but since Canada has um, said no cruise ships over 500 people at all in any of their Canadian ports, um, there's an old maritime law that we call the Jones Act that says a foreign flag vessel is not allowed to take American citizens from one U.S. port to another U.S. port without a foreign stop in the middle. Well, that foreign stop is Canada. So without it, that's disrupting the Alaska cruise ship industry in a huge way. So uh, the cruise lines and Alaska Tourism Industry Association are working on seeing how that's going to play out. Gotcha. And that's another opportunity for those that rely on cruise ship tourism to reach out to their legislature. Um, how long do you estimate your smallest business members are going to be able to weather the storm? That, I mean, that totally depends on how many gift cards you buy from them. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, we, we don't have exact, exact answers because those surveys that we've sent out are so young, but our businesses rely on the income every single month. That's that's how they keep their staff on board. So if if you want those businesses to continue to exist, it doesn't matter what day they're going out of business, what their drop dead date is for income, support them now so that you can support them in the future. Now, in a, in a normal course of pre-pandemic, how much contact do you have with the chamber members? I mean, is it, have you seen a significant increase in the amount of people who are reaching out to you saying, I need some services, I need some help? Um, so we always have contact with our members. I mean, that's daily. We yeah. we are getting phone calls and emails. There, there's no question. Um, the type of services that are being requested have changed dramatically. Like I say, uh, the majority of of the assistance requests right now are questions about those um, small business administration loans and what the process is and how people get those and they weren't available for a while. And so I know that there are a lot of businesses relying on those loans, which will go to tell you support your businesses now, because if they're already having to reach out about loans so that they can have staff on and keep their doors open or, closed with to-go service options. <laughs> um, that that right there tells you our businesses know that problems are, are coming and you have to support them now. So have you found yourself to be more moving into a cheerleader mode? I mean, I know that's mm -hmm. the hard personality shift for you, but... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I have always loved being the cheerleader. I, I love being our business advocate for the community. Um, no, a, a teaching role, I, I think. Um, those resources are more important now than ever. And so that is what I am doing. I am giving resources to so many people who haven't been members with us before or aren't members with us, but say, hey, we we love what you guys are doing. Thanks so much for, for giving us these resources. We promise that once we have money, we'll help you out too. Yeah. How about you, Amy? Um, I'm always a cheerleader, so <laughs> that role is very easy for me. No, I feel like our members, um, because we're not in season currently while this is happening, it's just an anxious feeling. Um, so it's just trying to keep people calm 
and uh, make it so that when tourists are able to come here, we're ready and we can put our best foot forward. So you don't have a face in an office anymore, though. So is is the telephone your best friend these days? Uh, email for us is our best friend. Um, the telephone is absolutely an option, but email is something you can will always get to. It might be at two o'clock in the morning, but you know, <laughs> but we get back to you. So. That's the best way to get a hold of us, for sure. Right, and, and phone or email over at the chamber are fine for us. So with all the interactions that you're having and things changing all the time, are, are you seeing any anything good happen? Oh, my gosh, yes. This is an amazing community that we live in. Um, our small businesses, even though they might be natural competitors in the business world, Wow, they really lift while they climb, if that makes sense. You know, while they're climbing this insurmountable, scary economic situation, they are lifting every other business with them. They are supporting each other. They are finding ways to do cross-promotional ideas so that, I mean, I, I love it. I really do get goosebumps when I think about how amazing our businesses are and how much they help each other. Well, you're in a really competitive business too. I mean, the the tourism industry. I mean, there's got to be competition among members for for bookings and things. Are you saying the same kind of thing? Uh, not yet. But yeah. um, <laughs> the the great thing about Kodiak is that there is room for everyone. Um, if you come in July and you want to go halibut fishing, I cannot find you a charter. Our charters are full, so it's not it's not like um, the competition, there's just room for everyone. There's enough customers to go around. Uh, try to find a hotel the beginning of August. Good luck. You know, there's just, we are fortunate enough to have enough visitors that we don't have that kind of inner fighting. Now, of course, there's my boat's faster than yours and <laughs> yeah. I caught bigger fish than you did today. You know, that kind of stuff. But um, a healthy competition and not a cutthroat competition. Hey, thank you both for coming in today. Really appreciate you taking time out to do this. And again, if you want to reach out for your resources, how do they? How do folks reach both of you? Uh, the best way to get a hold of us is email because we won't be in the office. Um, member at Kodiak.org is the best way to ask about membership and what Discover Kodiak is doing. That is uh, guaranteed to get answered. Sarah? Uh, the chamber, like I say, will our phones are forwarding, so you can still call us at 486-5557, or you can email us at chamber at Kodiak.org, and always follow us on social media, Kodiak Chamber of Commerce. Let's support ourselves. Thank you. Hey, thanks for coming in. Thanks for joining us on Lowdown today. Tomorrow is Rebecca Shields. This is KMXT 100.1 FM. KMXT is also in HD. And we are streaming live on the web at kmxt.org.